This is Curious Minnesota, a Star Tribune project that sends staff from the state's largest newsroom hunting for the answers to great questions we receive from you, our readers. We're here to answer everything you want to know about the state's people, places, and culture. Welcome to Curious Minnesota. I'm your host, Eric Roper. Today we're delving into a fundamental Minnesota question. How did Minnesota become the gopher state? From the university's Goldie Gopher to the state fair's Fairchild mascot, Minnesota has embraced this rodent as one of its core state symbols. But why gophers? Reporter Mary Lynn Smith joins us to talk through the details. We've referenced some historical illustrations and newspaper articles in our conversation, and I will leave links to them in the show notes in case you would like to check them out yourself. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, I'm here with Mary Lynn Smith, who wrote this story for us in October 2019. So, Mary Lynn, let's just set the stage to start with. We talk about Minnesota as the gopher state. Are we officially the gopher state? No, we're the North Star State. Okay. Um, that was set in stone in 1861. But Gopher State is sort of our informal nickname. It's sort of a colloquialism that's existed for a long time, right? So it goes back to the 1850s. Gophers were pretty plentiful in the state, and they were also a nuisance to farmers because they burrowed deep into the ground, they created mounds. So they were pretty notorious in that regard. Right. We found a clip here from the Minnesota Pioneer in 1852. This was a description of the land between Lake Pepin and what's now the Twin Cities. And it said, the greatest enemy the farmer will find here is the gopher. The ground is literally plowed by them, so much so that in many places, their excavations made it difficult for us to proceed on horseback. So clearly just sort of spelling out how frustrating they can be. So in 1856, we found another interesting newspaper clip from the Minnesota Weekly Times, and there was sort of a a reader submission. What was that showing? Well, apparently the gopher was beloved by some, even though it was a nuisance for others. Because in that year, a reader wrote in and suggested that maybe we be called the gopher state. Well, the paper didn't like that idea and sort of dissed it and said, no, Let's go with the North Star State. Right. They said, we do not like the name. Let it be the North Star or something equally as appropriate. But Gopher is certainly not in taste. Moving forward, now we get to where the Minnesota Historical Society has said that really the origins of the actual Gopher State colloquialism are. And this has its roots in a financial panic and recession of the 1850s, uh, 1857 and 8. So talk a little bit about what was happening there. There were hard times in Minnesota, and they were kind of relying on the railroads to save them. And to do that, the state lawmakers wanted to amend the Constitution, and they wanted to issue bonds and loan millions of dollars to railroad interests. But not everybody was a fan of that. And that would be St. Paul artist R.O. Sweeney, who drew a political cartoon. And he drew the legislators as gophers with human heads, and they were pulling a railroad car full of bondholders. We should just note that we'll have a link to this in the show notes, but this is more than just what we think of today as a political cartoon. It's almost like a graphic novel. I mean, there's so much going on on this large sheet here of little details, and each one kind of has its own little meaning to it. So it's really kind of fascinating. 
the Minnesota Historical Society has really pinned the origins of that nickname on this political cartoon. And we can see in the Star Tribune archives, you know, in the 1870s and, and things like that, that gopher state starts to come into the phraseology of newspapers. So, for example, 1874, on the 4th of July next, a meeting will be held in this city for the purpose of organizing a Gopher State Amateur Press Association. Things like that. You start to see like a baseball team named the Gopher State. Now, Mary Lynn, if we fast forward to the 1940s, the University of Minnesota wanted a mascot. And so I guess uh, logical to look then to the Gophers. Is that right? Yeah, and so they hired an artist, uh, George Grooms. He was commissioned to draw the gopher mascot. And so he was traveling through Minnesota, and he stopped at a wayside with his wife. And there was this rodent that kind of was scampering about. It had stripes on it. His wife was feeding it. And so he started to sketch it. And that's sort of how Goldie Gopher was born from that encounter there at the wayside. Mm-hmm. Now, your, your story really delved into the species identification here because it's not so simple just to say that Goldie Gopher is a gopher. We call him a gopher, but there are some telltale signs about his appearance that if you're familiar with these species, you would say, mm, that's not quite uh, what a gopher looks like. Same thing with that cartoon in the 1850s, right? So what are, what are the issues there? Right. So if you look at the cartoon, the gopher there has stripes. They have stripes on their their bodies. So if you look at Goldie Gopher, his tail has stripes. If you go to the state fair, the state fair mascot, Fairchild, has stripes also on his tail. The problem is, is that gophers really don't have stripes. There are rodents in Minnesota that do. The 13-line ground squirrel has stripes on his body. The chipmunk has stripes. When I called the University of Minnesota experts who know about rodents in Minnesota, they believe that Goldie Gopher is really a 13-lined squirrel. A 13-lined squirrel? That's right. And so that's just another rodent that looks a lot like a gopher? Yeah, they're all very cute, beady-eyed little creatures that run around the ground. And the researcher that I talked to thought, well, it's a 13-line squirrel, but no harm done, right? It was just a case of rodent misidentification. And you spoke to the family of the man who actually drew the first image of Goldie Gopher. Did they sort of have more explanation? Yeah, so we actually wrote just a little bit about this, that Goldie Gopher was probably not a gopher, but a 13-line squirrel. And then I heard from the family of George Grooms, and they explained that their father later learned that what he drew at the wayside was not a gopher. It was a chipmunk. And they sort of just (laughs) kept this as a family secret, and they figured, no harm, no foul. Wow. This is turning into a mystery here. Exactly. We know for a fact that Goldie Gopher could not be a gopher mm-hmm. because he has stripes. His stripes are a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. But whether he's a 13-line squirrel or a chipmunk, maybe that's just in the eye of the beholder. Because gophers do not have stripes generally. They don't have stripes. He had the first image of this, but then there were many others, you know, many other iterations of the mascot. Did they all kind of oh, yeah. follow the same pattern? Yeah. Over the years, Goldie has transformed, you know, from the smiley, happy guy to a more muscular guy. And then they sort of ratcheted that back, that he was a little too mean looking. And they went back to a hefty but friendly looking Goldie with stripes. 
So what we should clarify, though, is that gopher is actually a sort of a complicated term. There is a proper gopher, which I believe is the pocket gopher. Is that right? Right. The pocket gopher is native to Minnesota. Okay. And that is a proper noun, uppercase gopher, correct? Absolutely. And then and there's the word gopher, which is a sort of a, a word that gets applied to other animals, both here, I guess, in Minnesota, but also around the country, right? Yes. So we talked to Sharon Janza. She's a professor of ecology at the University of Minnesota, and she knows her rodents. And she basically said that the lowercase gopher is generic for any rodent that lives underground. They may have gotten it wrong as far as applying the pocket gopher to these illustrations. This is not typically what a pocket gopher would look like, but there is some flexibility here because the word gopher is not super specific if you're not using it, particularly in the uppercase sense of the word. Right. And so as I said, when I, I had to write the story, I said that basically stripes or no stripes, Minnesota gopher mascots probably aren't trying to be one rodent or another. Well, Marilyn, thank you so much. I mean, this is like a very fundamental question here in Minnesota. And actually, this is a very popular question that people wanted us to answer at the state fair. And there was actually a lot to it. There was, you know, a lot of history here and also sort of a lot of animal identification. So it's not just a simple question. And there's a lot of interesting facts when you dig into the answer. Absolutely. Listeners, if you've got a question you'd like us to tackle, record it using the Voice Recorder app on your smartphone and email it to curious at startribune.com. If you're enjoying the show, please tell a friend, and we'd love to hear your feedback. If you have thoughts about the show, whether it's something you like or something you think we could improve, send them to curious at startribune.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis. And our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.